What is going on? What is going on? We are live for the Top Stacks Tool. I am Matt Savoca at Draftaholic on Twitter, and this is my first time hosting on the Awesome channel. Very excited to be here and very excited to be joined by my buddy, Matt Gajeski. We do the live before lock show. Now we're digging into the analysis a little more. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Gajeski on Twitter. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to break down the slate. We have an interesting one for week 18, kind of making our maiden voyage here, but it'll be fun. Yeah, week 18 in the regular season, no time like the present to get started with a first for us, but I'm very excited to get going. Thanks a lot to producer Mike behind the scenes, pumping me up before the show. All right, we only have 30 minutes here, so let's dig into this one. In this show, we give a top stack for DraftKings. We build it out on Fantasy Cruncher. Then we do the same for FanDuel. Then we pop over to our odds shopper tool, look at some of the latest odds, look at some of our uh, contrarian plays, and then build one more stack from there. So we're trying to do three stacks in 30 minutes. Let's get moving here to the DraftKings top stack. So if you head over to our top stacks tool, which by the way, is free all weekend on awesomeo.com, you can see at the very top of the board with a 15 point 0.8% chance of being the optimal top stack, the Buffalo Bills. But there are some interesting things in the other metrics here that make them a pretty solid first choice here. What do you think of the Bills as a top stack for DraftKings this weekend, Matt? Yeah, they pop in our tool every single week. And I think it's usually because they have a high total. They're an explosive offense, and they're one of the past heaviest offenses in the entire league. So you have a lot of passing volume to go around to these skill position players and then they generally pop in the tool because you're not talking about a concentrated stack of pass catchers here. You have cheap options, like whether it's Emmanuel Sanders, Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, there's always digs at the top, but you always have affordable options. So this stack is always going to pop because it's not among the most expensive, but it is among the most expensive, excuse me, most explosive offenses. Yeah, and obviously they, they have a great pass-happy offensive scheme. And their matchup is spectacular, right? They're playing the New York Jets here, and they have a lot to play for in this matchup. They're playing for seeding. There's even a chance where they can have the number one overall seed if a lot of things go right for them. How much do you put in, how much stock do you put into that? The fact that they have so much to play for in week 18. Oh, it's huge, especially when there's teams we know aren't going to be playing for anything. In a game, or I guess I should say a slate like this, anytime you can guarantee the best players are going to be on the field, that's huge. Whereas the team like Green Bay, they don't have anything to play for. And we have some coach speak, Matt LaFleur saying the starters are going to play, but how true really is that? There's a lot of questions there. But with this offense, we do not have those, which is always positive. It just gives you some confidence in the players you're rostering. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree here. By the way, you're, you're plugged in. You're in that area. Do you think that the... The Packers are going to play their starters really here. Do you, do you have any read on no. that? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out for a little bit, but absolutely, I do not believe they play the whole game. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it either. Any, anyway, I digress. Let's let's roll over to Fantasy Cruncher here. 
And you said this is more spread out of a passing attack this year, certainly more so than last year when Diggs was just racking up so many targets game after game here. And he's obviously the top option still. But when you're considering stacking Josh Allen, do you think that we should have one pass catcher or two pass catchers as a rule here in Fantasy Cruncher? I think you can do either. But if Josh Allen truly hits his ceiling at his price, I think you'll probably want to because they're not very expensive. So you might end up with a Diggs but there's a very real chance you end up with two players that are cheaper as well, like a Beasley and a Knox. And Josh Allen does have the threat to run in touchdowns, but if he's truly going to put up that monster ceiling, I think two is wise. Okay. All right. That sounds, that sounds reasonable there. So Mike, we're going to go ahead and lock in as a rule here to pair quarterback with two wide receiver tight ends. Are we adding Devin Singletary as a possibility here, or are we just letting the optimizer get to him if possible, if it does here? I think we just let it get to him if possible. There's a lot of really good running backs, so I think you might even want to exclude him in some of these builds. I know Devin Singletary has a pretty good role as a pass catcher, but are you willing to take on negative correlation when we have four, five, six backs in this price range that are all really good? Again, it depends on the tournament you're playing, but if you're trying to win the Millie Maker, you're going to be in, you're going to need to be a little closer to that just optimal the one you the outright optimal so i think maybe excluding him in millie maker builds but if you're playing smaller field tournaments i'm okay with leaving him so i think in this instance we just get to him if we get to him that that makes a lot of sense to me and then finally let me ask you here do we want a run back from the new york jets obviously braxton barrios hit at a low salary last week helping a lot of lineups get to the top here but it looks like they're getting healthier. Obviously, the Bills' defense is strong. How are you feeling about a run back here uh, in this Bills stack? The Jets are implied for 13 points, so I would I would not – I just get to it if we get to it, but not force it. Okay. All right. So the only rule here, Mike, you got it up there on the screen. Two wide receivers, tight ends. Let's go ahead and run it. Put in a little bit of randomness as well. Um, we'll do maybe 35. Sometimes I like to push that up to 45. But uh, it's really just preference at that point. Yeah, and let's make sure we have a a minimum salary here as well. Um, Maybe just leave a minimum of 500 or so. Sorry to throw a curveball there at you, Mike. Or uh, actually, we could just leave it blank for now. I didn't mean to leave uh, 500 on the table. I just mean to have at least 49.5 used in salary, but we, we can leave it just so we can get going here on the stacks. No problem. All right, so we're crunching here. Thank you, Mike, it's off the screen. So Matt, let me ask you, who do you think we are going to get to the most here? Actually rank them for me in terms of pass catchers for the Buffalo Bills. Who do you think we get to the most to, to the least? I think we get to Diggs and Beasley the most out of the two. And then probably the ancillary options like Knox and stuff. There's just some better tight ends out there. There's good running backs. So I imagine it's going to be some combination of the 6K backs. So in that range, we have a lot of guys like Sony Michelle, Antonio Gibson, I imagine are going to pop in there. And then that's going to leave you salary. So you're already spending up for Josh Allen. He's a little more expensive on the site, but you should have the salary for Diggs too. Another game that's really popular and pops is Chicago, Minnesota, where you have players like Robinson and Komet. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the cheap players from that game get jammed and then you have a lot of salary left for like a digs. All right, let's take a look, Mike. Let's see the results here from our stacks. Okay, 
Cole Beasley. Interesting. Coming in in a ton Our of projections here. love him. Love him. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And and we have seen some variability in the usage between Beasley and Knox, but usually one of them is getting pretty high usage in this offense. Then you got Emmanuel Sanders, and then it looks like we're going to have to scroll down to see anybody else. You are pretty much nailing it. We're getting a lot of Antonio Gibson. We're getting Dalvin Cook. We're getting Allen Robinson. We're getting Cole Komet. So that Minnesota-Chicago game is popping. But... Wow, Stefan Diggs, 30%, not nothing, but we're probably, if we're going to be doing Josh Allen stacks, I'm probably boosting Stefan Diggs' projection a little bit. How about you? Probably. I, I'm curious who the players we got to in the lineups are. Yeah, so let's let's check it out here. Um, if we pop over to the running back position, um, you can see Antonio Gibson, obviously, at the top. Sony Michelle definitely popping. Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook, you're going to ha- want to have one of them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that from like a, just looking at value, salary adjusted value, Jonathan Taylor is okay, but he's not great. So that's, that's a little surprising me, but I mean, we already have so much value in the stack. Maybe it's just trying to jam raw points. Yeah. Usually when we see lots of Jonathan Taylor, it just means that they're trying to get those raw fantasy points. Right. And actually from a value perspective, he's okay, but obviously you're giving up a ton in salary to even get there. All right, we got to move on here to the FanDuel read. But before we do, give us a like and subscribe so you can keep up with all of our shows, DFS, offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. And be sure to check out today's free premium tools and data, which are the top stacks, which we're obviously digging into on this show, the NBA main slate ownership, if you're playing over there, and our NHL player rankings are also available for free. Okay, we are rolling here to the FanDuel side of things. Buffalo looks good on FanDuel, like don't get us wrong here, but we're going to obviously change it up here with the second highest stack probability, top stack probability, the Los Angeles Rams playing the San Francisco 49ers who have a depleted secondary to say the least. And this one is a super high leverage score as well. A 5.5% leverage score is second among all stacks on FanDuel. How are we feeling about a Rams stack against San Francisco? Yeah, I like the Ram stack. I actually think the Buffalo one would look better on this platform just because Josh Allen's not so expensive. But this game, I think, is really volatile depending on the quarterback status for San Francisco. If you get Trey Lance in there, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot less interested in this game overall. But if you think Jimmy Garoppolo plays, then I have more interest. Okay, let's let that's a good point. Let's actually build a lineup or a stack based on who you think is starting in this game. that what I was I looking at, it's, it's really hard, right? I, I was going to give us that. So we're just going to pick one and roll with it. My my guess, and it's really like 52-48, is Jimmy Garoppolo. How about you? I Probably the other way, but that shows how close it is. But just pick one. I don't care. All right. Well, we'll say Garoppolo is starting just because it was the first one off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, we're going to lock in the Matthew Stafford side of things, but it might control who we have as a run back. So same question for you as on DraftKings. Who, or excuse me, how many of the pass catchers for Los Angeles are we going to be adding here? One or two? With Stafford, unlike Josh Allen, he's not mobile. So he needs to get there with his arm and he's not cheap either. So I think you lock in two, especially because you have some cheaper options like Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson, the tight end. Um, Tyler Higby that do make some sense here. Okay. That makes all the sense in the world for me. And then 
We're probably going to have Sony Michelle hit in a lot of our lineups anyway. So I assume you're not adding running back wide receiver tight end to this rule here. Um, we are going to probably want a run back on the San Francisco side. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think so. Especially when we know Garoppolo is in the game. They're just a little more expensive. Like looking at projections, none of them really pop. So I'm curious who, who it's going to give us. I am too. I am too here, but I think I agree with you. That we're going to get a run back. We want a run back option with a game stacking option in general. So let's go ahead and lock in one uh, wide receiver tight end from the opposite team as well. I'm sorry. I, you cut out for me a little bit there. I missed the first half of what you said. Oh, just, uh, I was just giving instructions to Mike over there uh, just to okay. give him the run back option. So I think we're ready. If you add some randomness as well, uh, we can add 35% here to the randomness and then get rolling. All right. We have Fantasy Cruncher off the screen now. Matt, same question as on DraftKings. Who do we think is getting there in those Matthew Stafford stacks? It's going to be a lot of Odell just because it's going to be expensive here. I, I'm not sure whether it's going to try to jam Cup or not. He's a little more expensive on this platform. And in recent weeks, we've seen that has come with some opportunity costs. So I think it might favor a different player here. But overall, I'm not entirely sure. We are already going to likely be forcing in a Kittle or a Debo who's under projected given their salary. So I, I don't think we're going to have room for all of them. I think that's fair to say. From the hip, what percentage Cooper Cup do you think we get to? Oh, I don't know if you heard me there. Uh, we'll check the results there, but uh, I'm very interested to see how much cup. Yeah. Ooh, I, I think it might be lower than that, but let's let's check out the results, Mike. Wow. Okay, so Tyler Higby is the player that we are getting to the most here, 70-plus percent. Cooper Cup we're getting to a lot. Uh, we're getting to Odell Beckham as well over 50% of the time. Even Van Jefferson over 25% of the time. What do you think of these results here, Matt? I think they make sense. I'm a little surprised by the cup for what for the reasons we mentioned, but I guess the salary structure on FanDuel is a little more loose to begin with. It's not as rigorous as DraftKings. It's a little easier to jam in these players, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it, but wow, Cooper Cup. Yeah, we just have a few... Uh, value options it's choosing brandon Ayuk as our run back option how do you feel about brandon Ayuk in this game uh and does brandon Ayuk's projection really change a lot if garoppolo is in or lance is in for you uh, it changes a ton trey lance is like running a fancy version of the triple option out there i think if you have garoppolo just him being non-mobile you're going to see elevated pass attempts that makes a whole lot of sense to me. I think you just get more shootout potential in general if Garoppolo is starting. Just bouncing around the other positions, we are getting to some Kittle here, quite a bit of Kittle. Zach Ertz, in fact, our tight end player pool is very tight here. I kind of I like that aspect of it. Uh, if you bounce back over to the running back, Mike, um, yeah, obviously Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Taylor, we're able to get to him. Um, I, one last thing I want to check here. Uh, can you lock in Jonathan Taylor? And then I want to see how many, or not, not a new crunch here. Just check how many lineups had Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. 
because I'm wondering if it's able to do that based on our stack. Yeah, you, the way you do that is yeah, press that and then you'll hold uh, the control button if you're on Windows or Command and you'll be able to see other ones. Little uh, fantasy cruncher tutorial out there for people. Then you can actually bounce over to the wide receiver position. All right, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't need to, to, to force it by any means. But yeah, it would be interesting to see if on FanDuel, especially if we're game stacking the Los Angeles Rams, are we choosing to just get Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor and then just make salary-based concessions from there? That might be something we'll need to do. You'll need to do on your own time. Anything that's really popping for you in terms of the other positions in these stacks, Matt? I can't see them on my end. It's my computer. Okay, gotcha. So you're going to have to uh, read yeah, them to me. Okay, yeah, we're seeing a lot of Antonio Gibson. We're seeing a lot of Nick Chubb. DJ Moore is our highest-owned wide receiver. Um, and then it's really all the Rams after that. Then Brandon Ayuk, followed by the value wide receivers in Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool and Ray Ray McLeod with Deontay Johnson projected out this week. Yeah, I do think those cheap Pittsburgh receivers make sense. But I think for tournaments, they might be players you want to cap because that game is largely non-competitive. I know both teams have an outside chance of getting in, but at, seeing Ben Roethlisberger career low in yards per attempt, I think if they're not scoring touchdowns, that's very concerning, and you're basically hoping the PPR value props them up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we it could happen. Like, McLeod had 10 targets last week, kind of playing that juju role, but <laughs> I don't see that. Uh, I don't see the ceiling there, as you're saying. So in tournaments, I might want to move away. Okay, guys, this is really cool, especially for Mike and I who live in New York. We just got word that New York is finally going live with sports betting on Saturday morning, which means it's time to take advantage of the various sign-up offers available at the various sports book. This is a really big deal. These sign-on bonuses only exist one time. And Alex Sosimo Baker, the same man behind all of our projections, literally just saw him win a million dollars last week. Yeah, he's pretty good at this whole projecting sports thing. And he's cracked the code on how to make the most money by exploiting these sign-up offers. And it's really just like making sure you're doing the right things at the right time. So to take advantage of this, before you sign up for these books, make sure to read the article that Mike is going to link below. It is also on the Osmo homepage. If you just go to Osmo.com, you can't miss it. There are free money pre-registration offers live today, so make sure to act quickly. This is all on top of the fact that it's the last day to take advantage of all of our New Year's promos, which are, guys, they're, they're really solid this year. For only $20, you get full access to Osmo Plus tools and data for 22 days using promo code 2022. Looking to take down all the slates year long, you get the promo code HAPPY22 for 20% off a year of Osmo Plus Platinum. So it's two great deals for access to everything you need, including the player projections, the ownership projections, the lineup builder, the boom bus tool, which is probably my personal favorite, and just crazy, crazy amounts more. Uh, these offers end today, January 7th at 11.59 Central Time. So please, guys, get it locked in before it's too late. Again, that promo code is 2022. The numbers 2022 for 22 days and then happy 22 for a full year of Osmo Plus Platinum. Visit Osmo.com slash promos or follow the link in the description below to activate. 
Okay, finally, guys, especially with the fact that New York has sports betting coming online and a couple of us on the show are particularly excited about it. I was doing some work on oddshopper.com since I will be able to utilize oddshopper.com from the comfort of my couch this weekend and looking at some of the passing yards, expected win rates and seeing if there was maybe a stack, a contrarian stack or, or just maybe a stack that others aren't thinking of based on our projections of their passing yards. So one player that really struck my interest when I was looking at the New Jersey side of things, the New York tab will be live soon enough, and then sorting things by expected win rate. I noticed Ryan Tannehill had an expected win rate of 70% on the over for 210 passing yards. And in that offense, if he's going to pass well, we kind of know who is going to be the main beneficiary of that. So what do you think, Matt? of going for a Tennessee Titans stack when they have a lot to play for this weekend against the Texans. They do, but they're, they're playing a, an opponent that's largely inept. The total's really low in the game. So Tennessee with just a 26-point implied team total is a 10-point favorite over Houston. And if that lead is sizable, I see them just riding the ground game like they've done essentially the whole year with Deontay Foreman. So it's not one I love in particular, and like they'll get some information ahead of this game too. So what Kansas City does against Denver, this game could largely be meaningless for the Titans. That's a good point. And, and we're talking about a low probability option. Really, when we get outside the top three stacks, maybe top four, we're talking about plays or, or, or stacks that have a 5-8% chance of being the optimal stack here. So really, this is a contrarian stack, but I do think we, in general, want to base our our DFS plays off of solid solid passing yards projections for Ryan Tannehill. And so I think we can dig into a Ryan Tannehill stack and see where it takes us. Maybe we only end up with five or so lineups like this when we build out 150. So we'll head over to Fantasy Cruncher. If we are building a Tennessee Titans stack, and they may be leaning on the run, what do you think in terms of how many wide receivers or tight ends we want to include? I still think you need to include two. If Tannehill is going to hit his ceiling and outscore all the other elite quarterbacks on a 13-game slate, especially with a team that's so run-heavy, I, I don't think he gets there without two. Okay, that's fair. How, how dare you insult Ryan Tannehill's unbelievable touchdown rushing upside? Uh, it hasn't happened people people have been overestimating that for years. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But next question. Houston Texans, not a great offense to say the least. Do we want to run back here? 100%. If this game is going to win you a GPP, Houston needs to be competitive. If Houston's not, Tennessee's going to run the ball 40 times. That's a that's a great point. And you know what? At least we have some precedent here. And I know they got a lot of damage done on the ground, but not all of it. Houston scored 41 points on December 26th in week 16 against the Los Angeles Chargers. So at least there is some scoring upside from this team, despite being the 26th ranked offense in the NFL. Okay, so we are going to have a run back option. Let's include that, Mike, as our final rule. Um, and then make sure the randomness is at uh, 35%, let's say, and then we will get things rolling here. One point on, on Houston, Davis Mills has been really good. Like for a rookie that wasn't expected much, he's actually operated the offense. I couldn't agree more. Do you think they got kind of a steal with that pick, especially with the way the first rounders have floundered? It's a guy they can take a longer look at. 
you know, he's not, you don't completely write him off. Yeah. And it, it may end up ultimately changing what they do in the draft. That's going to be really excited as we go forward here. Um, all right. So we are crunching here. Who do you think we get to uh, the most in these Tennessee Titans stacks? Not the hardest question. AJ Brown. How much AJ Brown do you think we get? 100%. Ooh, ooh, I dig it. I dig it. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the stacks here. Mike, go ahead and pull it up. Well done. Well done. Almost 100. Per, or is that 98%? Sorry, it's a little blurry on my side. Wow. 98% AJ Brown. And then we're just going with the value options we've seen throughout this show here. Antonio Gibson's next. DJ Moore, top value wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor, the way to get raw fantasy points. We are getting to those tight ends. Anthony Ferkser, Jeff Swaim. Can't be more excited about players in DFS than Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swaim. So I'm so glad we're getting that boosted up. Uh, Zach Ertz and Cole Komet and George Kittle. They make more sense, and they are our other tight ends in the player pool. Uh, and as you said, Chicago and Minnesota also popping. How are you feeling about these somewhat contrarian Tennessee stacks? They're a little risky for sure, not just game environment, but their overall propensity to run the ball. I was kind of looking at, you know, like Minnesota-Chicago stack because that game projected so well. And again, it's Friday afternoon, so we're waiting for a ton of injury and COVID news just yet. But so far, I think that's a game maybe you could look at. But right now, the top stacks tool, like you said, it doesn't, outside of the top three, there's not that many to be like really excited about. So I think these stacks like Tennessee and some of the other positively leveraged ones like, you know, Seattle, Atlanta, even like, I think those are ones you want to mix into your like 5% range. Yeah, I think that makes sense. You just like throw in a couple of lineups that make sense, but then leave most of your player pool with the stacks that have a much higher probability. Maybe you play these contrarian quarterbacks on a site like Jock Market. Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange where you can make money every minute, every second, every hour. You can buy and sell shares of your players in real time for real money. And right now you guys can use the exclusive promo code Awesomeo to get up to a $50 bonus on your first deposit. They are the presenting sponsor of this show. So thank you very much to Jock Market. Again, get in there and use promo code Awesomeo for a $50 bonus. They got markets for all major sports as well. Okay, just a few minutes here as we close things up. So I kind of chose Tennessee from our odds shopper tool. And I'm looking at our top stacks tool. And as we keep mentioning, there are just a few with a 10% or so uh, chance of being the top stacks tool. If you had to pick one or two teams that you might be building a few more lineups in in terms of stacks than the field, who might that be? We'll say DraftKings here. I'm still going to side with some of the elite stacking offenses, like in Arizona. And that one has a negative leverage score for us. But I think because that passing attack is not very concentrated. You can stack it in a lot of different ways, and that's a competitive game for Arizona. And of course, they'll be facing Seattle, whose pass defense has been largely inept. I think you could look at a team like Detroit, and just the news that the Packers might play their starters could push the lines a little bit more. But one thing we know about Detroit, they've been eliminated for weeks. They're not laying down, and they have some very interesting options in the passing attack, especially um, on Ross St. Brown with as, as, overall it's a 
it's a tough slate to get to if you're going to be fading Stafford, you know, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. I'm not really trying to do that. And I want to make sure I get my studs and build in a little bit of a contrarian aspect elsewhere. I totally agree. We are going with the premium quarterback build. Very different than the strategies we were using in DFS just a couple years ago. Obviously, there are many ways to win its tournament, but I kind of agree. We're just leaning on those top offenses, especially the ones that have a lot to play for. You said it, though. The Detroit Lions going full kneecaps for Dan Campbell until the very end here. Just want to shout out before we go, Sammy Telesco. You're always on the chat for these shows. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, I love you guys. Let's go, War Pigs. Play like a champ today. Really, really appreciate you, Matt, for hanging out with me, producer Mike behind the scenes, and for all of you guys in chat. This was an extremely, extremely fun and easy first show. Matt, how are you feeling about this week 18 crazy slate? You feeling good? Yeah, man, I'm excited. It reminds me of anytime we have football, just trying to cherish it now, especially with the season winding down, playoffs getting here, college ending, just trying to cherish every last slate we get. Absolutely. Well said. Nothing like a football weekend and they go away soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out on this Top Stacks show. We will be back. We got all sorts of shows for you. We got the Yahoo NFL show at 1 p.m. We got the Saturday matchups show with Neil Orfield and Lafayette uh, coming up later. We got the NBA strategy show at 4.30. And then we got the NBA deeper dive and live before lock with the regular lineup, Josh Adam, Eric, and Greg from 5 to 7.30. We got you covered for all your sports need this Friday. For Matt Gajeski at Matt underscore Gajeski on Twitter, I am Matt Saboka at Draftaholic. We'll see you guys next time.